Hey, everybody, and welcome back to The Nation Compass. I am Allegra Stein, your host, and I'm so excited to bring you the second conversation in my 10 Questions for UMAP Coaches series. Today, you're going to meet Julie Wyckoff. She is a very accomplished career consultant and coach who brought UMAP as an assessment into her practice a few years ago. And it is so awesome to hear the story of how using this tool impacted her work, how it's impacting her clients. And I hope you find it inspiring and helpful, especially if you're considering getting certified to use UMAP in your own coaching practice. Now, a little heads up, you will hear us talk about Kristen Sherry. And just so you know, Kristen Sherry is the founder of UMAP. She designed the tool. She's written a book called UMAP, which you can check out if you want to learn more about it. And when you go through a training, like if you go through the training with me to get certified to use UMAP in your practice, you become part of the wider UMAP community. You get access to the monthly meetings. You are involved in all future updates of the tool. So I just wanted to clarify that in case you're like, wait a minute, who's Kristen that they're talking about? She runs the UMAP company. And again, you become part of that wider ecosystem after you've gone through the training. And um, yeah, you can learn more about that at umapwithallegra.com if it's something that you're thinking about. And now I'm really excited to introduce you to Julie and to find out how she answers the 10 questions for UMAP coaches. Here we go. Hi, Julie. <laughs> Hello, so glad to be here, Allegra. I am super excited to have you here um, for the 10 questions for UMAP coaches series. You are the second UMAP coach I'm interviewing and I'm really excited just to include you in, and not only to share with the people listening just what what it means to use a tool like UMAP in your practice, but also to introduce them to your work and give you a chance to just talk about all the awesome stuff you do. Uh, so before we get into the 10 questions, why don't you just give a really quick kind of glance to tell us quickly about your work. Sure. So I've been a career counselor for the past 20 years. I have worked in uh, university settings. I, I do some work for nonprofits, but I primarily for the last 15 years been in private practice. Okay. And I started out, um, you know, working primarily with executives. I also um, focus right now, I'm getting a doctoral degree on in higher education career services. And so I'm looking at going back to the those early days in, in college and, and what we learn in terms of career transition. And I'm studying how to um, you know, better support emerging adults in their careers and um, hoping to teach an undergraduate career development course. Uh, wow, <laughs> that's awesome. And what are your top five strengths? So I have learner and individualization as my driving strengths. And mm -hmm. then I also have context, intellection and input. So I got a lot of thinking themes. Yes. And then I will say, I, I really do rely a lot on my six and seven. So activator and maximizer um, are definitely, uh, you know, moving up. And I'm, I use a lot of that, those to balance uh, the, all that thinking, to get yep. myself in, to get myself out of analysis paralysis and move on to what needs to get done. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So for, for anyone listening, I know I talked about it the last time, but UMAP uh, is this assessment and one of the pillars is around strength. So we use the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment. So when you're in UMAP circles or even in strength circles, you know, you, that is a very common first question. It's like, what are your top five? Because it's incredibly revealing about yourself and your clients. So 
it's fun mm-hmm. to share. My top five are relator and then I'm ideator and activator. So we share that activator and maximizer. So, um, and then I'm high adaptability. So I kind of have that easy going, yeah. easy going piece <laughs> of it too back there. All right. So let's go ahead and get started. So question number one is what were you doing? What did your practice look like before you were certified in UMAP? Yeah. So I read Kristen Sherry's book a few years back, her UMAP book, and that's what introduced me to UMAP. And my practice was essentially her process in UMAP, with the exception of not doing strengths, which is a big exception, actually, looking back. Um, And so when I read that book, I thought to myself, wow, this really aligns with what I do. I was doing values, exercises. I was looking at um, Holland interest inventory, um, and I was also doing skills assessment. Um, but I didn't have something that sort of put it all together. And so my while my practice didn't change a lot before and after in terms of my client work, I think that the output they're now getting and and the quality and adding strengths it really made a big difference. And were you when what year was this? Uh, so let's see. I think it was right after the pandemic, or you know, so it was maybe twenty twenty one. When I went through the course, I read the book over the pandemic, I think, and I just, it it resonated. I think, um, you know, if you're a coach that really, um, you know, it's just, it's very much client centered, you read the UMAP book and you just are like, this is it. Like, this is what I'm doing. And she's found a way to consolidate it and provide people with a really meaningful output. Cause that's what I felt like I was missing. I was missing that takeaway so that something in writing that, that takeaway. And I had had some of my own outputs, but honestly, I didn't really love any of them. And I just thought Kristen did it better. That's (laughs) awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So you kind of answered it, but question two gets into like, why, you know, what was your impetus to sign, to, to choose to invest in this particular tool? Because there are lots of tools out there. And as someone who's using, I suspect a variety of different assessments, like what put this one in, at the priority in that moment? What, what kind of need did it fill for you? Yeah, so I had used assessments for years. I had done the Myers-Briggs. Like, like I told you, I was doing Holland Interest. Um, <clears throat> and I actually stopped for a little while using assessments because I felt like they were boxing people in too much uh, in some ways. And <clears throat> what I loved about UMAP was that it was holistic. It looked at the whole person. I mean, any issue a client would have, I couldn't think of an issue I've ever had with a client that wouldn't have been addressed through UMAP. Exactly. And so the holistic aspect of it for me was really attractive. And it actually got me back into doing assessment because of, of, of the UMAP. But the other reason why I chose that over, you know, other assessments that were out there, because I definitely looked at a few others around that time, was the community. Um, Kristen actually reached out to me uh, through LinkedIn. Uh, we were commenting together on a post and I just felt like I really, um, I just understood her. I felt like she was very authentic. I felt like um, she was just really bright. I love the neuroscience background that she had and what she brought to UMAP that you can just, you can tell there's a lot of sort of neuroscience background and thinking in, in the UMAP process. And um, I really felt like she was going to attract a community of coaches that I was going to fit with. And that has absolutely been true. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah. I find that the the coaches who are drawn to the tool, um, mm-hmm. like you said, are very like client centered, want to create, they recognize the value and, and the importance of creating very tailored, like not one size fits all mm-hmm. coaching, because you realize when you use a tool like UMAP that it doesn't work that way, you know, 
when you actually learn these things about your clients, you're like, oh, they, they're going to learn and perform and show up in a much different way than the last person I worked with. So how do I, how do I tailor what I do to be a fit for what they need? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, how would you explain, so question number three is mm-hmm. how would you explain uh, what UMAP is to someone who has never heard of it? So I would say you can think of UMAP almost as a mirror. You know, you look at you look at the UMAP and I, and it's more of an aha and a light bulb, but it's like it's like being reminded of something you already knew. Yeah. <laughs> right? So a lot of the coaching I do in UMAP is the client explaining to me how they use their strengths, right? And and I think one of the most important things about strengths that we learn in the UMAP coaching is that they're so innate to us that we take them for granted. We think, why doesn't everyone have empathy like I do? Why can't everyone communicate like I can? And the truth is because, you know, only 20% of people have empathy in their top, whatever, you know, seven or eight um, strengths. And so it, it, I think it really just shows you a mirror of yourself, yeah. reminds you of who you are and what you're good at. And it gives you a language then to describe that to other people so they can work well with you and understand you. And and one of my favorite things in the UMAP is that my three rules um, for working with me, something we do in the workbook where, you know, you get a feel for how you work optimally, and then you can start to communicate that to others. Yes. I tell people all the time, it's one of the most valuable parts of having gone and gotten my UMAP was suddenly having all this language to describe who I am in a way that, like you said, it's like, none of it was a surprise, Yeah, but it yeah. all was like, oh, this is, this is how I can talk about what I do. And it continues to show up even three years later. <laughs> Absolutely. And sometimes even things that we see as a negative or we, people that are different than us kind of look at as, oh, she's so whatever, over communicative or whatever it is. Right. Um, or always, you know, maybe sensitive or whatever. I think the the UMAP really helps you see the gift in those things that are different. And then it, it helps you find places where you can plug that in, where it can be valued That's because awesome. you start to really see those things as strengths. Yeah. And I love hearing you talk because you're, you're, uh, we can talk about our own experience with our UMAPs, but as a U, as a coach using UMAP in your practice, all these things that we're describing about what happened with us is what we are now bringing to the clients that we're working with. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. so it's neat to hear those layers. So Number four is what were some of your biggest insights, uh, kind of as a result of your training? What were some of your big takeaways after you went through it? You know, were there, did it impact you personally in some memorable ways? Yeah. 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 So I, Kristen had something really cool in the UMAP where she has a tiebreaker for the Holland type. So, which is something I hadn't seen before. Normally you kind of look at the top three Holland types as a coach, if you use that assessment, um, but she had a tiebreaker for the number two. And that for me bumped thinker. Uh, I, I'm a creator and a thinker and a helper. And okay. so bumped thinker into my second slot. And when I read that, um, you know, some of the definitions of that personality-based interest type, I realized that I was really underutilizing some of the deeper thinking skills and four out of my top five strengths are thinking. So it it was the impetus for me going back to school and earning a doctoral degree and wanting to be a part of a community of learners again. Wow. um, And really get deeper into the career development theory uh, and the back, you know, the background behind my field. And, And so that's been such a blessing. And it was like, 
you know, as soon as I started doing that and for me personally, connecting with, you know, my UMAP and the, the direction it was giving me, I just felt like doors were opening up and, and I just was feeling more myself. And here's someone who's, I've taken every assessment over the sun under, over the years. I thought I kind of, you know, I'm, I'm introspective. I thought I knew myself. Um, and so not only do I see that happen for so many of my clients where all of a sudden they just feel like, you know, they're not a salmon swimming upstream, but for me, it really did end up uh, me, having me embark on a, on a major new challenge for myself. Oh my gosh. I love that. Oh, it's so wonderful. Um, okay. So let's kind of shift to your practice. So obviously you <clears throat> and I, when, when, when someone goes through the certification and there are people listening who are considering perhaps going through the certification, mm -hmm. um, when you go through the certification, you get your own UMAP pro profile. We actually use our personal UMAP profiles to learn how to debrief on the profiles. It's very like multi-layered. Um, mm -hmm. But then post-certification, once you started using it, in what, I'd love to hear some specific ways that your practice changed mm -hmm. um, or evolved after, after starting to use this tool. So mm -hmm. those can be external, maybe in terms of um, clients in terms of, uh, uh, having more professional opportunities, maybe it was more internal. Did you find your confidence changed that your coaching mm -hmm. style evolved? Um, mm -hmm. what were some of like some specific results that you can point to? Um, yeah. Or... So I actually added sessions to my process. So I had an eight session on average process. People could add or take away. I was primarily doing career transition coaching. So mm -hmm. while some of the people that would come to me knew what they wanted to do and were going to stay in the same role and just wanted to get a promotion or brush up their resume, a lot of people knew me as someone who could help you. You know, I'm a chef and I want to become uh, I want to go into sales or, you know, I'm a nurse and I want to become a teacher. And so I don't know where to start. Yeah. Um, and so. So I had about eight sessions on average that people would spend with me. And I had sort of a, of, of a I call my company custom career solutions because I really do customize it. But I had kind of this eight session process people would go through. When I brought in UMAP, I added four more sessions. And so it became uh -huh. a, a much deeper dive um, in the beginning in the exploration because I had UMAP. And I, while I said I was using some of those tools before, I really just felt like there, UMAP was so rich, putting the different pieces together, doing the unique contribution statement. There was so much value out of that process that I, I just added, you know, I really just added on to my original process. And it, and it was on the front end, which was nice. Now, and if I have someone who I'm working with, who I never UMAP, like an old client comes back to me and wants to do some other work, I kind of feel like I'm flying blind, you know, if I don't have that, you know, I want to go yes. back and let's, can we, I know we've worked together for a while, but can we go back and do your UMAP? Because I think your strengths, you know, profile would really help you. Or I think this is another values issue. So let's just go back and do the UMAP in, in, in values exercise, you know, um, so, yeah, so I think it helped me feel more confident and it also, it added to the, you know, the services that I could provide in terms of sessions. That's awesome. Yeah. I've, I've been talking a lot, like it is an incredible starting point. I almost am like, you can't, we can't start working with someone until we have their UMAP because yeah, what we were talking about before being able to tailor our work to what they need most and, and also identify why a struggle is coming up where there's a block it's yes, I'm with you. It's almost like there's, there hasn't been a question come up that hasn't, that can't be answered by looking at any of these four pillars and being like, Oh, it could be that. So absolutely. 
Um, how would you say, so question number six is how would you say the UMAP assessment is different than other certifications you've got? Because this is an important one because there's so many options out there. So it's helpful yeah. to hear what you think sets it apart. I think the community is definitely part of it. You know, um, one of the nice things about the UMAP community is that we have our 3M monthly meeting mm -hmm. and we provide feedback into the process. So I've had clients, you know, give me feedback that I've I've provided to Kristen and I've seen it come through the UMAP. And so I think it's just a very collaborative community. Um, it, we're always, she's, you know, they're always adding new yeah. coach, um, tools. And so I feel like by being a UMAP coach and being part of the community, it's, it's constantly pushing me to be a better coach. It's constantly pushing me to use additional tools that she's providing in our toolbox. Um, see, and even, you know, seeing the UMAP in a new way, when I started doing UMAP, I had certain capabilities, but after being part of the group and seeing how other people do it and learning from things that they're adding, you know, I, I have an even richer way of going through that process with clients. And I, have, yeah. you know, I've only been doing a couple of years. So I love the growth aspect of that for me personally, which I don't know of another assessment really that is, has that sort of feedback loop and has that constant, you know, sharpening of the tools with the community. Yeah. Um, so, so for me, that was, that was really nice. Um, and I also, I really did learn a lot about the training. I had been doing, uh, you know, career coaching for a long time in a lot of different settings, but when I went through the actual training, I learned a lot about how I, how to work with clients. I think one of the best things I learned was that they know the result better than I do. So yes. ask, you know, just that reminder that coaching 101, but ask questions and allow them to don't tell them what their UMAP means, allow them to tell you. And one of my favorite sections of the UMAP is the values piece. So many people have a values issue. They wanna throw the baby out with the bathwater, change jobs or whatever, so many clients, right? And a lot of times it is a values misalignment. Yes. And it's so liberating to realize that, oh, I don't have to like reinvent my career. I just need to maybe do this somewhere else in another group, in another company, right? And so I love how UMAP allows the client to define their values themselves. Like they give you words to prioritize, but they actually define them. And I think sometimes just my clients saying the values out loud and defining them is like the biggest aha they have, right? It's amazing. And it really points to like when someone's struggling or seeking or looking or wants to change, it is so helpful to be able to really pinpoint like the diagnosis of what that actually is. Yeah. And yeah. when you can find it and you as a coach have a sense when you hear someone talk now about which piece to, mm -hmm. to look at first. Yeah. And, um, and when you home in on it, you're like, that's it. And they see it. You're right. It unlocks something quite special. It's a, it's a really neat moment to be in the room when someone's just looking at this stuff. And as coaches, yeah. we don't have to do very much. We're kind of just holding up this mirror yeah. and you know, these people, our clients are reflecting back and like, Oh, right, right, right. And then all of a sudden it's like, and yeah, they're making connections and they're seeing steps forward yeah. just because we're showing them something that's been there the whole time. It's really, yeah, absolutely. And it's so specific to them, you know, it really, you know, I love that one phrase, um, or that one, uh, you know, term one out of 33 million people have the same top five strengths. And that's just the strength pillar, right? I know. And then you look at, you add in your values, you add in your motivating skills, you add in your interest type, and they're really getting a very unique, distinct picture of themselves. And I don't know, it makes my work fun to individualization is one of my drivers. So for uh. me, helping someone see their unique gifts in that, in such a laser focused way is just, you know, that's, 
I oh could geek gosh. out on that all day. Yes, I bet you love it. That's awesome. Um, okay, so number seven, what are, I love talking about just creative ways of using the tool. So in what ways have you used UMAP in your practice? So have you tried different containers? Some coaches, you know, there's one-on-one individualization, I imagine, gets in the mm-hmm. one-on-one space. Have you ever done it with groups? Um, mm-hmm. How are you currently using it with clients? Mm-hmm. What's your, what's your, I tell people there's no one way to use it, you know? So yeah. how do you like to yeah. use it? So I love doing one-on-one work. And I, like I said, I add that added that onto the, the initial sessions with my coaching clients going through my individual coaching process. But I, I love doing group work with UMAP as well. And so a lot of times it's an entry point for people. So there are so many job clubs and groups that they hear about UMAP and they're curious about it. And then I can't tell you how many presentations I've done where, um, you know, I get either people call me later to do their UMAP or just, I feel like, it adds so much value just being aware of what those four areas of fulfillment are. And so just um, this week, I I talked to a job club in Philadelphia and did a presentation for them. I've done a lot of chamber of commerce, um, like for entrepreneurs, right? A lot of chamber of commerce presentations for people who are trying to figure out, you know, how, how to work their side gig or, or what are their, what kind of complementary partnerships should they build um, as a, as a business owner to um, balance out their strengths and their motivating skills and, and um, so I think it has all kinds of applications there. Yep. Um, you know, I've, I've worked with students, uh, you know, all the way to executives. So I think there's really no, and I, I, I'm, I'm really shocked. There's no age or industry really, um, or walk of life that I feel like people don't benefit and appreciate that, that the UMAP process. I agree. Yeah. There's so many different applications. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, I, I'm with you. It's like, it's hard to find or imagine any kind of project or scenario or path or idea that wouldn't be served by looking at it through the lens of, of, of what it provides. So definitely, I think one of the best ways where I, I'm, I would like to use it more going forward too, is even in, in organizational settings. So my doctoral degree is actually in organizational leadership, even though I'm focusing on higher ed career services. And I did work with a nonprofit where they had a small team and we looked at the teams, UMAPs, and just the way they work together at, you know, post is so, um, you know, is so different. So I think there's a lot of ways that you can use it in group settings too. So people can better understand how to communicate with each other. Where are they underutilizing strengths of, of people on the team? Um, you know, so that can be really valuable too, not just on a one-on-one, but even just in a group setting that where they work together. Yeah. You know, what's coming up for me that's neat to hear you talk is the, um, cause I tell people, you know, people can get their UMAP right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> get it? They could go take it. I think what, what um, sets apart someone who takes the results and puts them on a shelf to gather dust, mm-hmm. actually really using it to their advantage is working with someone who can lead and debrief and have these conversations with them yeah. about yeah. what it actually means. Because like any other assessment, the results sometimes just, they just stay on the surface. Like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, there's me. Mm-hmm. But but what you're talking about, this facilitated conversation, mm-hmm. the coaching you do, the, the mentorship you do, the strategizing that you do as part of your work, mm-hmm. I personally believe is like a super essential part mm-hmm. of really 
of our clients really having that space to start embodying and understanding and embracing and applying it, the application. Yeah. It, it's so helpful to have someone on their team, which is why you and yeah. I do what we do. Why I'm excited to help others do it, you know, because. Yeah. It's Allegra, really I couldn't agree more. And whenever I meet with a new client, I always ask them, what assessments have you done in the past? Is there anything you want to share with me that had a particular impact on you? Um, and your decision-making. And they'll always say, I did this assessment. I did DISC. I did whatever. It was interesting. And then I'll say, well, how did that impact your career decision-making or your, your career fulfillment? And there was no actionable insight in the end. Like, yes. and that's where I think those extra tools that we use in UMAP, the workbook and, and all that coach discernment that happens. Um, I think that really does make a difference because, you know, they, you are actually going to move clients to action with the UMAP process probably one of the reasons why I love it. Cause I'm an activator. You, you're an activator. Wait, you have that. Yeah. As activators, yes. that's probably one of the reasons we love it. Cause we don't just want to look at it. We want to look at it and then be like, and now what can you do with it? Absolutely. You want to see them achieve that goal that they initially, you know, came to you with that they wanted to, to achieve. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Question number eight. Um, okay. can you share a specific moment that with a client, uh, a case study, some moment where that was memorable for you when you were using UMAP with someone, Maybe it was surprising or delightful in some way. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what's something that comes to mind? A few come to mind. Uh, one, one of them was a client who happened to have a lot of the same strengths that I had. And so we really geeked out on her UMAP together. She went into it. She was um, in real estate and she was going back to corporate um, learning and development roles. And she was, you know, really struggling to to um, understand how she fit back into that world. If she could get back into that world, she'd been doing real estate while raising her children. And she loved her UMAP so much. She said, you know, I'm thinking about bringing this up in the interview, actually using my UMAP output. And we talked about how she could do that in a way that was, um, you know, uh, just natural, right, and organic in the interview process. And she did. Turned out her the person she was talking to knew their top five strengths, they started talking strengths language. That's the great thing about strengths in the UMAP is that it's a language many corporations, yes. many organizations speak already, right? So that just put them, you know, on the same wavelength. And then she ended up UMAPing her team once she, you know, she got that job and ended up on that job and ended up UMAPing her team. So, and brought that to her organization. So um, that was a pretty cool one for me because it was one of my first UMAP um, clients. And then just to see how, what an impact it made on her and then on her, on our organization was pretty cool. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Another one that always comes to mind is I had a young, young person who was um, first generation college student who was given a really great opportunity at a good company and then was laid off. Um, and he really didn't understand what happened. You know, you're young in your career. You, you, you have all, you know, his family was really excited that he had this opportunity, was helping to put him through school and he was pretty defeated. And yeah. um, the UMAP, you know, every time I finish the UMAP process with a client, just the confidence level and the the certainty, no matter what just happened, came yep. out of a toxic work environment, beaten down by you're the boss, you know, laid off. There's something that happens in that UMAP process that just reignites people's understanding of who they are yes. and their confidence. And I, you know, I'm getting like goosebumps as I'm talking about it. But when I worked with him and I saw him really embrace his strengths again and realize that those are innate talents that he has, regardless of what experience he's had, and that that really wasn't a great fit for him. So it's it's not that he's there's not a place for him. It's just that wasn't the place. And and so I think it can help even younger people who don't have a ton of experience really um, 
you know, take stock in what they have to offer and then be able to communicate that to others. Thank you for sharing those stories. It's so, it's just really special to hear them. I, I, I tell people it's like this layer of judgment lifts mm. when you do it, you know? And I think the story mm-hmm. of the young person you worked with, like when those moments happen, they can just be a lot of like, what did I do wrong? What And to, that you were able to help them see actually, no, that it wasn't that at all. I can, mm-hmm. I can feel their relief just hearing you tell a story. Cause I've seen it too, when other people have those moments. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, okay. Question number nine, there are likely people listening who are considering getting certified, um, in UMAP. I'm running my first training a little bit later this year in April and people listening, considering whether or not bringing this tool into their practice could be a fit. Um, what do you think is important for them to know in order to decide if it's a fit or not? Because that's always my goal. I'm never like, this is the hard and fast thing to do. I really want help, you know, people to really have a sense of whether it's going to be right for them. So what do you think is important for people to know in that case? Yeah, I think you know, I happen to do career, but I think, you know, you had Victoria on already. She was talking about grief work. Um, I think there's a lot of applications for, for UMAP. And so just thinking about, you know, what your coaching practice goals are, what your goals are for your clients, who your niche is, and, and then how, you know, how UMAP might apply. I think, you know, um, one of the studies we talk about, I think it was a a Cornell University study, but how self-awareness is the number one predictor of career success. And I think, that really is true of so many of, of in so many areas, right? And we forget to start with the self-awareness piece. We kind of look at how can I plug myself into the world or everyone else says I need to grieve this way or be this way, right? And so I think um, if you just feel like your clients could benefit from, um, from that self-awareness, from starting at a point of who they are and, and, and feeling grounded in that and feeling excited to, you know, use their gifts in the world. I, and I think that can apply to a lot of different areas of coaching um, that I, I think, I think UAP is as good as it gets when it comes to helping people build that kind of awareness. That's great. Yeah. I tell people, it's like, it's so, it's so elegant in its simplicity. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, there's something quite foundational about it that you really capture mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Uh, the last question is more of a kind of an open one. Is there something, is there anything you were hoping that I had asked that mm-hmm. I didn't ask about or a question that you were hoping we would cover um, mm-hmm. that you'd want to? I think one of the surprising things for me as a career yeah. coach, um, I thought, oh, I'll use UMAP to help people figure out, um, you know, who they are as a professional and then find places to plug that in. What I didn't realize was that it was going to change how I coached them by knowing their UMAP. I think that was like an added bonus. So for example, if I have someone that has a lot of influencing strengths and I, you know, and I'm coaching them in networking skills, I'm going to coach them differently than, and and we're going to utilize networking in a different way than someone that has more relating strengths. So maybe we're doing more one-on-one career research conversations with the person with relating strengths versus the influencer. We're going to get them into rooms where they can work the room with their woo and whatever. Right. So, um, (laughs) so I, I was surprised at just how much better my clients got at actually making career transitions because I now had more insight into there's how to, you know, use their motivating skills, research, whatever, right. And to use their strengths to get them from A to B and, and in their careers. So that was, that was a nice 
bonus that I guess, you know, if you're, if you're a career coach thinking about it, that, um, yeah, it, it, I mean, it's, it's for many people shortened their process, made their process more pleasant. <laughs> Most of us has worked, have worked with an introvert who did not want to do networking or career research conversations, but there's different ways people connect. So when I, now I know your UMAP, oh, okay, so you're one-on-one -on -one connector, but you do have this relating strength. So this is how you would want to network that would be comfortable for you. That would feel natural and not so, you know, whatever, fake or phony. Um, yeah. So that was, a, that was a huge added bonus as a career coach. That's awesome. Well, and I think too, like your experience in career coaching, I think across many different, um, like you said, coaching applications that being able to show up for our clients, that added bonus of like, oh, I, I'm a better coach now because I know these things about not only myself, but about the person that I'm working with. And absolutely. That's yeah. a great little, that's a great way to round it out. Um, yeah. So before we wrap, mm -hmm. I always how can people learn more about your work? Tell us again, who, who, who would you love to connect with? Who are you hoping to, who would you love to come and say hi? Where can people find more about you? Let yeah. So my website is customcareersolutions.com. Um, or you can find me on LinkedIn, Julie Wyckoff, W-Y-C-K-O-F-F. Um, and I love to connect with colleagues, um, and, and just, you know, share ideas and, and brainstorm ideas. Um, you know, anyone that's in career transition, that's looking to, um, you know, gain more self-awareness or, or get some more, um, insight into that process of, of changing careers, uh, you know, just happy to connect and, and, um, yeah, see if I can be of service. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thanks for telling us about your work. Thanks for sharing how using the UMAP tool has impacted your practice. It's, it's been really special talking to you about it. Thanks for having me, Allegra. Of course, talk soon. Thank you again to Julie Wyckoff for joining me today. You can learn more about her work at customcareersolutions.com. And if you're thinking you might like to bring UMAP into your own coaching practice, I have trainings coming up in just a few months. You can learn more about that and get on the wait list over at umapwithallegra.com. If you have any questions, there's also a contact page over there if you want to reach out about anything. I'm so grateful that you're here. I'll see you again soon.